Hello and welcome to our very first edition of the All Things Leadership Podcast. This is a podcast that discusses all things leadership. So whether you're an experienced leader who've been doing this for a number of years or whether you're new to the field of leadership, this is a podcast where we talk about leadership from very various different angles. And I have with me Bodie Aldrich, who joins me all the way from Australia to talk about leadership. Buddy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me today. Thank you, Fred, and uh, what a what a pleasure to be uh, be the first guest for this new series. And uh, yeah, it's interesting um, my journey uh, into leadership, I guess, and and we'll explore more of that. Yet, I was reflecting as you were doing the introduction that you know, obviously, leadership in business is a passion of yours and a passion of mine. And there's leadership in community, there's leadership in sport. And part of my journey is leadership in my family. So um, I'm married and my wife and I over 40 years now have four children and 10 grandchildren. Wow. And, you know, it's very much, you know, we have the strength of my wife as the grandmother, the matriarch, and then also my role, you know, as the grandfather and the father. And, you know, that is leadership. And it's been quite a journey for me, you know, my first 20 years as an attorney uh, working in law and then transitioning into becoming a coach, running lots of leadership retreats and leadership um, training around the globe. Buddy, I like that introduction and, and I like the fact that you approach leadership and you and you mentioned family, right? Because oftentimes when we, we think of leadership, um, we, we automatically we automatically think of leadership in the corporate world, leadership in politics, leadership in business or whatever. But you mentioned family, which which I think capture this in a very significant way. But why is the topic of leadership such an important one uh, to you? Yeah, it's a great question. And the simple definition for me of leadership is influence. And as you know, whether it's a family system or a business organisation, there are formal leaders and informal leaders. And each day, everybody in the system is influencing the system. And obviously, we have our roles to play. And so for me, one of the things that interests me, apart from my own journey into leadership, you know, running my business and, and training leaders, is the, the whole concept of when I started coaching businesses, what I realized is that as great as the business tools I had, the systems, the processes, the real fascinating thing, Fred, was the way people communicated and related. You know, it was the interpersonal dynamic which really played such a big part in business and in the broader leadership conversation. So for me, starting out after I left law, I was interested in business tools, processes, organisational development, but then I really got fascinated about this interpersonal dynamic and the leadership that evolved. And I often say, Fred, there are three aspects of leadership. There is self-leadership, there is relational leadership, and there is systemic or organizational leadership. 
And so as I dived deeper into businesses, I started to see that this was such a fascinating area if the business and the individuals wanted to unlock the potential, you know, reach whatever their vision, their mission, their purpose was. Yeah, let, let, let's unpack that a little bit, uh, buddy, before we go into uh, the three areas there, self-relational and systemic. You mentioned uh, communication being, I assume, one of the, the skills or traits that cuts across all facets of leadership, right? Whether you're a leader at home or whether you're a leader in the workplace, are there any other uh, general or themes or competencies that you feel a leader need to um, exhibit regardless of what what area or what role of leadership uh, they occupy? Yeah, for me, what I've found, and I work with a lot of leaders around the globe, and leadership at present, the first journey for any leader is the journey from distraction to presence. There's an incredible amount of information that we're processing and as leaders, not just the business information, I work with a lot of male leaders around the globe and, you know, it's very easy to get on the phone and to find yourself running down the rabbit hole of some social media and then you're back at your emails and then you get interrupted. And so to be an effective communicator, you've got to be present. Yeah, and to be present, you've got to notice where the distractions are. And so for me, very much the practices I teach, the courses I run initially are how do we get leaders from this journey of distraction to presence? And from presence, there are two things that every um, or, or employee, yep, everyone in your business need. From presence, the two things are connection and direction. That's what every employee is looking for, working around businesses around the globe. If you talk to any employee, yeah, what they're looking for is, can I feel a connection with my leader, with my line manager? And connection, Fred, comes from presence. Yeah, I can't connect with someone if I'm in my head bubble, my thinking, distracted, racing, emails, calls, everything like that. The skill is how do I get more present to connect with this person, if I genuinely want to support this person. And direction is, you know, relationships essentially, Fred, are really simple in this area of communication. It's communicate your expectations and have them met. Yet most people don't communicate their expectations consistently because they're moving all the time. And talking to employees around the globe, what a lot of them say is the goalposts keep moving. I don't know what you expect of me because it's moving so quickly. And so for me, just to repeat, if you get present and create connection and clear direction, yeah, then that in the context of communication and relationship is such a powerful tools for leaders. I love I love that so much, buddy, and I, I that that really resonates. I was um, coaching. I was doing a uh, with my one of my executive coaching uh, clients, and we're we're discussing this very same topic. And one of the challenges this person was facing was was dealing with the many competing priorities, right? And and um, making sure that deliverables were being met. And then midst of that, it, it felt like 
she was being disengaged or or um kind of losing her 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 touch so to speak right with her with her with her team and we talked about how it's important to engage or connect with 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 the team members and and she tried this i think one of her team members had lost a family member and she came back to work and one of her very first things she said um was, was how are you doing right uh, even though she had mm. 20 things on her task list <laughs> she said she said how are you doing and she said that was just a, a game changer right it changed everything and it, it just she felt like there was this new connection or bond that had been formed just by asking that question how are you doing so i think that yeah. of course you know that connection and uh and and the, and the presence that you that you, you talked about here uh yeah absolutely and you know the practices i teach it's actually not that difficult yeah there are some simple techniques because what happens is our mind our thinking mind is so busy yeah we're taking in so much information that there's some simple techniques and practices where you can unwind the mind and when you learn to unwind the mind and get more present you can keep that presence during the day and we know that you know so much of communication up to 80 percent of communication fred yep is mopping up miscommunication because we're all so busy we're we're distracted we half communicate or we send that email without any context and then that email goes right around the office and before we know it everybody's got involved whereas if i would have just spent three minutes connecting and being clear at the start it would have been more effective and we know this intuitively none of this is rocket science it's just we've got these new habits of being busy distracted racing we've got to do 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 more instead of how do i get into the flow you know presence and flow live together yeah, when you're present you're in the flow when you're in the flow you're more effective i love that i, I love that it's, it's it's such a such a powerful um powerful uh concept there that you talked about Let, let's dive a little bit body into um we talked a little bit about about self can we and of course you touched on the on the relational but any other things you want to talk about on uh on self or relational uh aspect of leadership before we get into the systemic piece of it I think the biggest thing around self-leadership and the studies are really clear is that you've really got to somehow create time to get to know yourself and have a relationship with yourself and again I know it's tricky we're busy you know any of the working parents there you know you're kind of up and your kids to school and extracurricular activities yet you know there was a study done recently fred where they mapped out um 30 of the most effective leaders inverted commas quote unquote and what they found is the most effective leaders what they did is they mapped their behavior for one month and the most effective leaders had at least a daily reflective practice where they just spent time getting to know themselves so self-leadership is you've got to spend time to get to know yourself. Now, that can be just a quiet time. Yep, and maybe in your garden, if, you, if you've got one. It can be, obviously, 
meditation, contemplation, prayer, journaling. But it's just that getting to know your thinking mind, getting to know what drives you, getting to reflect on how did I show up yesterday? Who was I as a leader? How did I show up in that meeting? How did I show up with my family? And then how do I want to show up today? Because as you know, in the busy world is if we don't create time to get to know ourselves, yeah, it's very hard to lead ourselves. And lead itself leadership essentially is is what I do aligned with what I say. Yeah, the way we lead at a thinking level, at a feeling level, and an intuitive level. Yeah. So when you walk into the business, if we just lean into business leadership, yeah. Are you aligned? Are you are your thoughts aligned with your emotions, with your intuition? Is your behaviour aligned with what you say? You know, there's lots of studies around authenticity, integrity, you know, trust or safety, all those things. They all come from presence, yeah, and self-leadership. Oh, it's such a very insightful point you made there. And I, I feel like we just need to look around the world these days and see leadership under attack. And I, when I say leadership under attack, we're, we're, we're constantly seeing some of these values being chipped away every day by actions of, of leaders and, you know, and, and things that we're, we're seeing all, all over the globe these days, right, when it comes to leadership. And I, I worry that what this is teaching or, or a newer generation, right, you have, you have grandkids, and these are the generation that's coming up. I wonder what what they're seeing when it comes to leadership. Um, I wonder how that's, that's impacting what, what their view of, of leadership is. And I feel like this is some of the con fundamental concepts that regardless of how leadership is being viewed today, that some of these things are evergreen principles that regardless of how we look at it are very important, right? You talk about knowing yourself. Um, and, and be, being self-aware, becoming, you know, knowing what those triggers are, right? And 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 how that impacts, um, you know, the, the people you lead, right? If, if there's integrity issues or trust issues and things that we're not, we're not living ourselves, how do we then pass that on to the people who, who work in it, right? And I feel like this is, this is such a, a valuable and powerful nugget that, that that we're talking about right knowing knowing i think there's a saying that to thy own self be true right mm. well the interesting thing is you know all of us and a lot of your listeners we're all looking for what's the next angle or what's the next process that's going to make me better than my competitors or make me you know the the income i want and it's fascinating because it's right under our noses if everybody's zigging then zag and so everybody's busy everybody's doing like that's the marketplace but what happens is we think we've got to do it that way we think we're going to miss out unless we've got the biggest to-do list and we're doing the long hours that's the zig but the zag is yeah get more present you know there, there's a great analogy um fred you know it's the two wood choppers who arrive at the forest and you know there's a there's a large forest of re, re, uh, plantation timber that they've got to cut down and they both start the day with a very sharp axe and one of the wood choppers realizes he's got a lot to get through 
And he just starts chopping. Chop, 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 chop. Go, 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 go. And the other wood chopper, yep, starts chopping. But every hour he stops. Yep, he has a drink of water, does some stretches, sharpens his axe. Who chops more wood? Like we know this, we know this intuitively, but where do we create that time to stop and sharpen our axe each day? And sharpening your axe is just stilling the mind, yeah, getting more present, connecting with your team, as I say, just spending as that beautiful story you shared, just asking a couple of simple questions when you see people, a lot of my clients, what I do at the beginning of a meeting, because we're so busy jumping into the meeting, I just do a very simple check-in process, just an authentic check-in. You know, like everyone in the group can just share how they're feeling, yeah, what's going on. It doesn't have to be a, a, you know, a huge process, but that brings the group together, gets people more present. Yeah, you talk about the, the two choppers and I, I think it brings to mind one of the habits uh, that Stephen Covey describes in the seven habits of highly effective people. And I think there's one, one of the habits I've talked to right, right about that, right? You know, sharpening the sword, just taking time to, um, you know, just, just, just take care of that. And how does this tie into self-care, right, Bodhi? Because this is, this is one area that I am guilty of, right? Self-care, making time for myself, taking time of just, just disengaging. And it, it this is a double-edged sword for me because my team really gives me a hard time on that because it's, you know, my boss this year had to remind me that I hadn't taken any any time, any vacation time, right? Because I, there is this desire to always be on and on and on and and, and we don't make time for ourselves and, and, and we're burned out, right? And we don't bring a, a, a true self to work. How mm. important is the self-care um, a, a part of what, what, what we talk about? Yeah, just um, truly take time and not and not and not worry so much about you know the continuity of all that. It's great, but I feel like self care is, is really important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And if you don't mind, Ted, uh, Fred, tell me a little bit more about what goes on for you, like around that. So what I'm hearing is that there's a part of you that knows it's important, yet there's a part of you that doesn't action it. I think it's just that guilty feeling, knowing that there's work to be done and, and their projects and their deliverables and taking time away from work, you know, makes things stall and and and, and it's it almost like you're you're taking time away from work is just not is just not being a being a good worker, right? And so it's right. a struggle that you have and even when you're home, just you know, checking the mobile device and reading emails and wanting to respond to every email and you know, just, just unplug and know that work will wait or, or delegate and making sure that things will get run. So it's really more of a, that that struggle, you know, of, of, you know, wanting to be there and do it all and, and not fully disengaging or un unplugging and, and taking time and, you know, taking care of yourself. That's that's really where it is for me. Yeah. So for, for you, the, the thinking is if I'm not busy, if I'm not doing then I'm not a good worker, I'm not a good employee, yeah? Right. And what does that say about you, Fred? If you're not a good worker and not a good employee, what does that say about Fred? Yeah. 
And what I know is the fundamental belief driving that, and again, if we had more time, we could, we could unpack it, is if I'm not a good worker, if I'm not doing a lot, if I'm not contributing a lot, yeah, then I'm not good enough. Yeah, I'm not valuable, I'm not lovable, I'm not pulling my weight. Does that ring true for you? Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Is it true, Fred, that you're not good enough? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's the place. Yeah. And, and you know, I can feel for you when you connect with that in your heart, that's the place. Like, it's to connect with your truth, connect with your heart and go, I'm okay, I'm valuable. Yeah. And this story, yeah, that your mind has created that I've got to do a lot, I can't switch off. Yeah, again, it's just an old story that will, you know, that true change, Fred, comes from inspiration or desperation. And so a lot of people burn out. A lot of people have, you know, relationship issues, health issues before they really get the message. And my invitation to you and the listeners is be inspired, Fred. This is just a choice. Yeah, know that pattern. Notice that pattern. It's coming from the not good enough, which isn't true. You know, you're valuable. <laughs> and then the the thing is, once you unwind the mind, you have a much um, a much easier relationship with your choices. Because for you, when you're on autopilot, when you get up and those old patterns and habits, yeah, we've just got to find a way to just slow that down, just get a bit more present bit more reflection and go, yeah, like what model am I showing my children? Yeah, what leadership model am I? I want to teach leadership, but I'm going to behave differently. You know, am I being an authentic leader? Am I being aligned with what I say? Yeah, and then slowly you can start to create something different. I had a, a guest um, a little while ago, this was about a year or so on my podcast, and he was running a multi-million dollar business in, in in singapore and he talked about how one day he was leaving from one meeting to the other he got into his car um started his car and was trying to lift off his other foot um into the car and and it wouldn't move and wow. right there and there he suffered a stroke and um fast forward 10 years now he's still he's still struggling to gain Full, full control um, wow. of, his, uh, of, his, of his body and we were talking and I asked him if there was anything he would do differently uh, knowing what he knows now what would that be and he looked at me Bodhi uh, and said Fred I'll spend more time with my with my two with my two young young, young daughters wow. and uh, that 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 resonated that resonated so much and, and it kind of brings, you know, there's, yes, we want to, you know, be out there and, and run this business and, and do that and, and meet all the numbers, but at what expense, right? I mean, he, he was mm. lucky, he told me he was lucky because this, this could have killed him. And so now in retrospect, um, looking at things that he'll do differently, he was reprioritizing um, things in depth, and, and that's one thing he told me, which makes, makes so much mm. And do you have children? I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The interesting thing, Fred, is the story we tell ourselves 
is that if I stop to sharpen my axe, I'm actually not going to achieve as much. Yeah, that's part of it, you know, because I've got to keep doing, you know, success. Yet again, stopping and sharpening your axe, a bit of self-care, as you say, a bit of reflection, a bit of nurturing, you'll actually be more successful. This is where flow comes in. I, I work with a lot of clients who talk about work-life balance. Yeah, life is life is always out of balance. The key is to get in the flow. Flow states, and there's lots of studies and books around flow states. So flow states come from a place of presence. So what happens is that, you know, people who try and manage work-life balance and their busy schedules, and I've got half an hour here, and I've got an hour here with the kids, and I've got to do this and got to do that. The truth is, as a leader, what happens is when you're in the flow, there are times when you're going to be busy at work. You've got a big tender that you've got to get out or you've got to win a big deal. Yeah? There are other times when you can have more time with your family. And if you can be present and in the flow, yeah, then you will absolutely achieve what you're hoping to achieve. You'll have that time for your family. You'll have that connection with self and your health. You know, So again, it's, it's counter-conditioning. We're taught if I'm not doing a lot, I'm not going to achieve a lot, yet we know intuitively it's different. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, this mm. is good. Cody, before we wrap up, let's let's touch a little bit on the uh, on the systemic piece here. Um, yes. Well. Yeah. Um, so systemic, essentially, there's been lots of studies around systemic uh, development in organisations, uh, constellation work. Yeah, I've studied this in depth and... Every organisation, every family unit, every team, sporting team, essentially once we put a group of people together, we create a system. And so we've got the self, the individual, we've got the relationships in the system and then the, the team becomes a system, you know, the, the sum of the parts, you know, there's many, many quotes. What's fascinating though is the recent studies are that healthy systems, you know, if we come back to connection and direction, in a systemic sense, what it is is that healthy systems require a level of um, there's connection, there's complexity, and there's community on the one hand. And on the other hand, there's agency, autonomy, and accountability. And so the healthiest systems, if leaders can cultivate a system where there is the connection, the community, yeah, and the you know there's going to be compl complexity, but then within that, if they can create the opportunity for agency, yeah, for autonomy, that creates a healthy system. And it is possible. I know some of this may sound a bit complex, yet fundamentally, all it means is if we can cultivate the right environment, then people will perform. But the right environment, again, going full circle to where we started, is still based on yeah, connection, yeah, that sense of community, yeah, and then that clarity, that direction within there, the autonomy, the agency, the accountability. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. It does. It's, yeah. They're, they're all very interrelated, right, it seems. It seems like. Yeah, yeah. And systemic work. So the thing, any of our listeners who's running, who are running a business, for example, small team, I work a lot with privately owned business, 
you know, maybe 10 people up to 200 people. Um, and some of our listeners are in, in larger organisations. The, the system, you know, if you think about your body as a system, yeah, your body at times will give you symptoms where the system's not flowing. Right. Yep. I've got, you know, I've got a headache or I've got a sore foot. Yep. So as a leader, if you can think systemically, and this is a developmental leap for leaders, you've got to be aware of yourself, you've got to be aware of your relationships, and you've also got to be aware of what's happening in the system. So the system will provide you with symptoms. You know? So if you're not closing sales, that's a symptom. Now, a lot of people then go and do sales training or get new salespeople. Yet my invitation to the listeners is step back a little bit and go, what's actually happening? The symptom is we're not closing sales. Yeah, but what's the actual source? What's happening in the system? Yeah, is it relationships? Yeah, is it the process? Is it we're not clear on our why? Is it I haven't got buy-in? And so that becomes systemic thinking. Yeah, you're thinking more than just about the the current day to day. You're stepping out a little bit and thinking, what's happening in this system of uh, called my business? Peeling, peeling back the onion and then trying to get to the yeah, results. yeah, yeah. Cody, this is this is really good. You're 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 going to be uh, one of the active voices or influences on this podcast being that you're you're helping kick this thing off and i feel like there's just so much to unpack um mm -hmm. but but i think this really has been has been a good way to kick this off there's one thing that of course amongst the many things that we've talked about here there's one thing that really stands out is is really that that the presence piece right being being presence um as a leader um, and then be, being aware, you know, of, of what you bring uh, to the workplace every day. Uh, I love that relational aspect, right? Because that seems to cut across, right? Contrary to popular thinking, it's not about, yes, it's about the, the metrics and, and the production and the business and all of that. But I feel like being, being present, building those strong relationships um, are, are really key to being, to being an effective leader amongst other things. But this has really been good, Bodhi, and I would really love for us to continue this discussion uh, by diving a little deep uh, into some of these other broad topics of leadership. Yeah. Bodhi, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and, and, and sharing these, these nuggets uh, of leadership. And uh, again, we I'm honored that you, you're you're the very first to kick off the series of not looking forward to having you as a, as a top voice, as a top influencer. Um, on this podcast and to you our listeners uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in if you have any uh, questions for Bodhi we're going to leave that information here in the show notes so you can, you can reach out um, questions or, or, or topics or, or anything nuggets or concerns like that either. but thanks again for tuning in until, until next time stay well